Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Thursday, June 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, speechless is the only way to describe <laughs> how I'm feeling after watching the Guardians down three runs in the ninth inning, have to rally for the second time in the game uh, and come back, and they pull it off again. Uh, is there a game that this team is not not in? Are they ever out of a game <laughs> after after what witnessing what we've seen the last two nights in, in Minnesota? It's crazy, Joe. They're on a run like no run uh, we've seen in a long, long time. The, the confidence is really high. And, uh, you know, they enter uh, the ninth, like you said, down three. And they score four. And then Class A comes in and closes the door. And they're seven and one on this trip. And uh, they've got a one-game lead in, in the AL Central. Uh, the <laughs> Listening to Hammy on, on the broadcast last night, uh, and on, on, I was on my way home and, uh, his, his words, he said, uh, boy, if, if the guardians were to pull this out, were to pull a rabbit out of the hat, it would be a mammoth rat. Well, Hammy better make room for the flight home, uh, for a mammoth rabbit, because that's, uh, <laughs> that's what's with the, uh, that's what the guardians pulled out of the hat last night. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez coming through, uh, we're seeing power now out of Oscar Gonzalez and, uh, and he comes up with two of the biggest hits of the night for the Guardians. Yeah, you know, two-run homer in the seventh. All right, what? Yeah, two-run homer in the seventh, and then that bloop single in uh, in in the ninth. Another two-run, you know, hit four RBIs. Uh, you know, he's he's hit two home runs in his big league career. Both of them coming on this trip. Uh, you know, we're starting to see him yank the ball, pull it a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think uh, what uh, Francona loves is that whole, you know, that whole ninth inning kind of represented their ability to make contact. You kind of saw them change their swings, especially Naylor. You know, Naylor was, you know, trying to hit, hit the ball five miles in his first couple of bats. Then uh, in, the, uh, in the ninth, he doubles off the center field fence. You know, he changes his swing a little, shortens it up, goes the other way to hit it to left center and that's a big hit in that in that inning and then you know they they go from playing kind of big ball to small ball in the, in the same inning it shows you kind of the uh, diversity of this offense yeah uh, they were able to get a, a bunt down from uh Andres Jimenez and then uh Owen Miller comes through in a situation with a a runner on third and less than two outs and, and that's pretty much a layup for Owen Miller yeah, sack man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ernie Clement is is bouncing around the clubhouse, calling him sack man, sack god, sack monster. Uh, <laughs> this is this is Owen Miller's role now is uh, with a runner on third and less than two outs, get the ball, find a way to get the ball in the air, and he's he's excelled at it pretty much all season. 
Yeah, eight sacrifice flies. What he leads the American League. Leads the leads the American League, and he's on pace right now. If if he were to play in you know 150 or so games, uh, he'd be he would be on pace to break the all time record of 19 held by Gil Hodges from 1954. Jeez, oh man, <laughs> that's going that's going back some. Mm-hmm. And and in the day of the launch angle, and you know it, you know the all or nothing swing. You know, it's good to see them make contact. Like you said, Jimenez with the sack bunt, then uh, Miller with the sacrifice fly. And, uh, and you know, it's just uh, – it was just fun to watch. It was like, you know, I, I'm sure if you're a Twins fan, it was like watching, you know, a slow-motion car accident. It was just like, you know, something, you know, falling down a hill, you know. and uh, But but for uh, Guardians fans, there couldn't there, – I don't think there was anything sweeter than that. Uh, Minnesota over the last two games have given up uh, the bullpen has given up five and seven runs respectively in, in two games. Uh, and, and that's the reason that right now they're looking up at Cleveland in the standings. Uh, the Guardians now a game ahead of Minnesota. They they come back home uh, on Friday and they will be no they're guaranteed to be no less than, uh, you know, at least tied for the division lead heading into this weekend uh, against Boston. And then uh, you get five more with Minnesota coming around next week. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is kind of uh, obviously a critical part of the schedule. You know, when you play eight, you know, uh, your rival, your division rival, eight times in the span of 10 days, you know, something's got to give. Usually, you know, you kind of split those, you know, when you have those head-to-head contests like that, it's usually kind of maybe right around 500, but you know, uh, the Guardians have got a big, big uh, lead on this thing right now. If they can finish here with a, another win going into Boston, I mean, uh, that's a lot of momentum in, in one team's favor. So, uh, you know, part of what I was curious about last night was after the game was over, how how the Guardians would play on national broadcast, national media, on MLB Network, on ESPN. Uh, the way that that they're being followed and they're being consumed by people, because right now uh, this has got to be one of the biggest stories in baseball. You're talking about a a team with a roster that's the youngest in the major leagues, and uh, it would it, I read somewhere where it would be the youngest in in AAA as well. If uh, it, it, it I, I just find that all very hard to believe, but uh, that that Terry Francona is able to get these guys believing and all pulling in the same direction uh, has to be the story of the year right now. Yeah. He's, he's done a great job. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it is, it, it is the youngest team in the, in, in the, you know, the big leagues, but I don't know, Joe, it doesn't feel like that when you're in the locker room, these guys are pretty confident. You know, I think they've got some guys to follow, you know, some kind of leaders with, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, with Ramirez and Rosario, uh, you know, Henkes, I mean, Hedges and, you know, and they've got Brian Shaw in the bullpen. So they've got enough leadership. And, you know, there's there's that old saying in baseball, you know, there's one thing to have experience. But when you usually get experience, your talent is gone. So there's a lot of talent in in this room, in in, in that locker room. Yeah, and and they're finding it in different ways and, and unexpected places. Uh, Stephen Kwan back at the, uh, the, the top of the lineup in the leadoff spot again, uh, has been a revelation over the last couple of games, uh, just being able to get on base. And, uh, we saw Miles Straw collect two hits last night as well. 
So uh, for now, at least uh, that change looks like it's working. Uh, do you do you think that uh, at some point Straw will be back in that leadoff spot? Well, you know, just listening to Terry Francona, I think in a perfect world, yeah, I think he'd he'd like Straw back there um, in in the leadoff spot. He said he he appreciates his you know knack for scoring runs. But, you know, right now, if it ain't fi- it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, so what, Quan's got six hits in the last two games since the move. You're seeing, you know, maybe Straw taking a deep breath and, you know, getting his feet under him again. He's He had two hits, like you said, last night. Uh, so, you know, he's been, he's, that's, you're talking about a guy in a two-month slump. So I think he could spend some time, some, if he, you know, he could spend some time in the number nine spot and it wouldn't hurt him that much playing the hell out of left field uh he's made some really nice plays some really nice catches uh going back up against the wall uh so you know you know what kind of defense you're getting out of straw no matter what spot in the order he's in uh Quan just looks like he's energized out there you're talking about uh you know a, a very young outfield once you you start mixing in oscar gonzalez and right uh it looks like you know for all the debate and all the questions you know are they going to bring in a bat are they going to get a veteran uh, are they going to do something there? Uh, this outfield looks like it's playing and producing finally uh, the way that, you know, Cleveland is, has, has been desperate for, for the last several years. Yeah. I, you know, that, that's a great point. And uh, you know, you've got, they've, they've, they've gone about it kind of unconventionally. You've got really two center fielders, you know, in Quan and, and, and straw. And you, you finally got a guy that looks like, looks like a big league outfielder playing in right field in uh, Gonzalez and, you know, he's shown some pop, you know, we still haven't seen, you know, he's so young. I mean, he hasn't been in the big leagues, what, for almost just under a month. So, you know, obviously there's going to be some, uh, you know, adjustments by opposing pitchers. We've got to see him go through that process. We've saw Quan go through it from April to, to May, now to June again. Uh, so, you know, that that's ahead, you know, we, so you got to take that with a grain of salt, but still, impressive you know just three impressive players they cover a lot of ground uh they've got good arms uh and and you know when when the ball is hitting the air they it's they've got a pretty good chance to catch it uh let's talk about the pitching real quick before i've got two uh big important questions to debate after that uh last night's pitching tristan mckenzie for the first time uh in a long time didn't give him six innings uh it was i, I believe nine, nine consecutive outings for him that he he had gone into the sixth inning, something uh, like that. Uh, McKenzie, again, victimized by the long ball. Carlos Correa got him twice. Uh, it, 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 are, we, are we good enough to just write off uh, that outing for McKenzie and say, you know, we'll see what he does his next time out to, before we start sounding alarms? Well, he, he continues to kind of be a confounding guy to watch. You know, the, the batting average against – by, by the opponents is 185 uh, and, you know, he's given, but he's given up 14 home runs, 12 solos, you know, so, you know, he throws that fastball high in the zone and, you know, the twins, it almost looked like they had the signs. I know you can't steal signs now, I don't think, but, you know, they, they were on him so hard and so fast that, you know, they had really good game plan on him and, uh, it, you know, if, 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 if he misses with that fastball, he's not, it's not like he's throwing 95, you know, he's throwing 92 up in his own. So I think that, that, that hurts him at times, but geez, you, Joe, you know, you, you see, you know, nobody gets a hit off this guy other than a home run. And 
so I think you know the Twins have, have, have roughed him up. You know they 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 they've kind of beat him up. Uh, you know since he's been in the big leagues. So you know every team every pitcher has a team that has his number. Maybe the Twins have you know have have McKenzie because he pitched well in the first start in this trip in Denver and he won a game. You know and in and in Coors Field he you know he allowed one run, but here you know he he gives up a season high six runs and four and a third. So uh, you know I think it's just you. you it's a learning thing and you move on. Yeah, It doesn't bode well for, you know, uh, eight games in, in 10 days. I think, uh, you know, if, if one of your pitchers in your rotation just can't get over the, the team you're facing, uh, it poses a problem for sure. You don't want to burn out your bullpen if you can't get deep into a game. So, uh, you know, and there might be a move being made before the Boston series uh, just based on the bullpen usage over the last couple of nights. Uh, you know, we could we could probably see Anthony Castro or, or somebody like that sent back down just in favor of a, a fresher arm. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, Francona was talking about that. You know, on Monday, you know, all teams had to cut back to 13 pitchers. Um, and, uh, you know, with this stretch run coming up, Francona said you're going to see a lot of uh, transactions. You know, relievers bouncing between AAA and the big leagues, just just as managers and organizations try to protect their bullpen at the at the big league level. And you know, certainly, two the last two nights have put you know put a lot of stress on uh, on Cleveland's pen. Uh, speaking of transactions, first question I, I have for you, and and sort of we'll we'll, we'll debate it a little bit back and forth uh, with this stretch with this run that the 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 Guardians are on. Uh, 17 out of the last 21 games they've won. They've moved from uh, seven and a half games back to, you know, into first place. Uh, does this change the organization's maybe approach or philosophy or view uh, heading into the trade deadline? Boy, that's a, <laughs> that's a good question. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, I, you know, these guys, you know, have things. I don't, you know, that's a good question. I, I, yeah, you know, I think, you know, if, if it can't continue like this, obviously, you, you know, you can't stay this hot over, you know, a, what, a 30 or 40 game period. But, you know, I, I would think this is encourages them to, uh, you know, to, to look, you know, look a little harder to, uh, to try to, uh, you know, see the areas of this team that need improvement and to take a move, make a move, maybe take it, more seriously than you had been, but if you were just kind of coasting along, you know, we're seven and a half out and you've got the youngest team in baseball and you, you're going to let these guys play. Well, now, you know, you're a contender, you're in first place and uh, the, the track record on this organization, on Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff says, you're going to go out and, and try to improve the roster. The, the track record says you're going to go out and, and try to bring in pieces that you need without mortgaging the future, without, uh, you know, sort of keeping yourself, bringing in players that you can afford and who you'll have control over is, is what they what they tend to do in this situation. Um, it, it, I don't think they're in a go-for-it spot quite yet. I think it, it, this if this team continues, maybe over the next two weeks to, to keep winning the way that they have, Maybe that changes it after that, maybe around the all-star break, but uh, I don't see them deviating from their plan. They've been 
real good and real quiet about what they were doing. We had we had no idea at the start of the year that they were going to go with the the very youngest roster and play all of these guys as much as they had uh, these young players. Uh, we, we thought there would be something. It, it, look at how they've jettisoned you know five of these guys who were out of options and you know the four A type players like Mercado and and Chang and Logan Allen. Uh, I think that they are going to just stick to this play and not deviate. And, and, you know, if they win this season, they win with what they've got. I don't think they're going to make a big move to, to sort of change this chemistry or, or like you said, limit opportunities for some of these younger guys. I mean, we still haven't, because of the injury, we still haven't really seen uh, Gabriel Arias, but I think he was probably going to be a big part of their plan this year. I think, uh, you know, Ahmed Rosario be, sticking around for as long as he has uh, was not really what they had in in, in their plans. Uh, but I mean, you saw that when Gabriel Arias came up for what two games earlier in the year. I I don't think that they're going to deviate from the master plan right now. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I I just think you know sometimes when opportunity knocks, you got to answer, Joe. I mean, if if you if if you've got a chance to win, I think you've got to take it regardless, regardless of, you know, the, your situation, your master plan. Um, I, 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 you know, and I, you, I don't think you mortgage the future. Like you said, you're not going to give up. You're not going to give up too much, but you know, you've got a, a ton of talent, young talent and the way, you know, in the minor league system and the way that the young talent you know, in the big league system has performed, you know, that, that would have to interest teams. I would think that, Hey, if, if this is what they, they brought up to the big leagues, what do they got down in the minors and what, 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 how can we swing a deal, you know, that could help both teams. Yeah. Just to argue the other side as well, you might want to, you might want to send a message to the guys who are up with the big league team right now saying, Hey, you know, we believe in you and, and we'll, we'll give you the resources to, to go out and win. If that's, if that's what, uh, you know, you're able to do. So uh, the other, the other big question I had, and it really sort of plays off of this one uh, a little bit. Is this a first place team? There are, there are holes on every team. There are, you know, obvious needs on every team. Uh, this Cleveland has, you know, Cleveland has a need for a, a, a guy who can consistently hit the ball over the fence right now. They don't do it. Uh, is this a team that can be a first place division winning team come September. It's so hard to play like they're playing, you know, like you said, Joe, I mean, going into last night's game, the twins had a advantage in home runs 78 to 50, you know, and that's a huge advantage. And, and when you don't hit the ball out of the park in this day and age, you, you've got to have innings like they had in the ninth inning where you string four, five, six hits together. You get a, you throw in a sacrifice bunt and a sacrifice fly. You know, you got to hit a double off the fence. Uh, it, it is really hard to win this way. It's exciting. It's fun to watch. But, yeah, you could use – they could use some pop. Yeah, four of their wins on this road trip have come by one run. Uh, they've scored in their last at-bat in six of the seven wins. Uh, th- you're, you're right. This is – this is really fun, really exciting, really entertaining, but very unsustainable over a long stretch, uh, if, if, especially if you're a, a young club the way that they are. Uh, good. I, I think we've, uh, we've gone back and forth and, and shared some uh, differing opinions on the, uh, the viability of 
uh, sort of this this club and this stretch. But but you can't argue with the results right now. Right now, the Guardians are uh, sitting on top of the division, looking down at the Twins and the White Sox. The White Sox, who, who took it on the on the chin uh, yesterday against Chicago, and they've got one more this afternoon uh, against Minnesota. The Hoinsey, if they win this game, they could go home up two games in the division. Yeah, that's incredible. What you know, when when you looked at this trip, you know, before it started, okay, you're looking at Denver, you know, okay, you know, they're not playing well, but you got to go out there and it's, Coors Field is, you know, like a nightmare for visiting teams. Then you go to the Dodgers and, you know, the, you know, the $260 million payroll, you know, an all-star at every position. They sweep Colorado. They take two out of three of the Do- from the Dodgers. And then you go into, you know, Target Field where, you know, the Twins, you know, Twins and, and uh, Cleveland have always kind of butted heads. They've been, you know, kind of really kind of split down the middle. And you take the first two games in, you know, just uh, – crazy fashion and just, uh it's it's it's, it's been a hell of a ride you don't you didn't just take the first two games you ripped out their hearts in the first two games yeah. you you let them think that they were going to win those games and then you you stomped on their necks and pulled their hearts out uh it it each one of those wins in in minnesota should count for at least double uh just for just for the 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 drama points and the uh, uh the the meaning beyond just one victory uh, Hoinsey, uh, let's get one more and then, uh, and then come back off of this road trip and, and take care of Boston. We will, uh, we'll talk to you, uh, tomorrow after, uh, you know, after the, the, the guardians and the twins, uh, wrap up the series in, in Minnesota. We'll, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.